Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Just a reminder, we release new shows bi-weekly every Thursday, so be sure to, to subscribe to our show if you want a new episode of Fun Wedding Secrets to hit your downloads every other Thursday. With that said, I am so excited for today's show. Today I'm going to introduce you to Janina Masurlian from Baxter's Fine Jewelry. So you can guess what we'll be talking about today. Yes, diamonds and all things fine jewelry. Today's episode is not just for you ladies, but it's also for all the men out there. We'll be chatting about so many interesting topics to do with all things to do with jewelry. We will go over trends, gift ideas, a little background about diamonds, and of, and of course, the engagement ring and the bands. We're also going to be answering some questions that a lot of your listeners sent in when we asked for information about what you wanted us to cover today. So stay tuned as we will be answering all of your questions. We will be unveiling the secrets and tips of fine jewelry and giving you advice on how to shop, what to think about when looking for wedding pieces, for gifts, ideas, and trends that are out there. So have you decided on what type of diamond, band, or have you even started thinking about what to give your spouse for your wedding day gift? Already married and listening for a friend planning a wedding? This is the perfect episode for you. This is a really nice podcast to help them or you think about gift options for not just for your wedding days, but also for anniversaries and days to come. So with that said, tune into my conversation with Janina and let's get frosted, as some would say. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I am so excited to have you on. I know that this has been a a long awaited episode um, when we started this podcast I always knew I wanted to have you guys on it was just a matter of like lining up our schedule so I'm excited that you're here today yes, timing's perfect exactly so with that said can you tell our listeners who you are who you serve and what you do in your business Absolutely. So uh, my name is Janina, as Sarah said, and uh, my family owns Baxter's Fine Jewelry. So my grandparents, Bob and Gloria, started the business in about 1960, um, actually as a factory. So we started making different gold hoops, gold parts, things like that, and it was a full-blown warehouse. So if you don't know, um, we're located on Jefferson Boulevard in Warwick, which used to be like Manufacturing Central for Rhode Island. Um, As manufacturing went overseas and a lot of that changed, my father, Paul, who is the current owner of the business, took things over and went more towards retail. We started in Pearls. My parents, well, not my parents, my grandparents 
and my dad used to go over to Japan and like get pearls and everything. So that's really where we started. So we have engagement rings, wedding bands, watches, fine jewelry, uh, fashion jewelry. I mean, literally, you name it. Our our motto is, if you can dream it, we can make it. So if we don't have it, we'll make it for you. And uh, we kind of try to serve everyone as best we can. Yeah, and if you're a native to Rhode Island, um, I think it's important that people do understand. I think we forget that Rhode Island was at one point the jewelry like mecca. Yes. Yep. And it's funny that you talk about that billboard because you always it was on Route Thirty. Is it Thirty Seven? Like the split over yeah, there. Yeah, we have the two yes. side by side. Yeah, we have a couple of different ones that are really creative. We like to you know advertise a little bit differently. So catches your attention. Absolutely. I mean, if you can dream it, you they will create it. Exactly. I mean, so. You created my band yeah. and my diamond. Um, actually, I worked with Paul, your dad. Yep. <laughs> and I, and it's exactly what you, you're, you're advertising. I literally told my husband at the time, he was my boyfriend, exactly what I wanted. Um, and they designed it. Like they, they literally designed it from scratch. Like right. I mean, I saw the whole process. Yeah, we have an in-house CAD team, so they'll literally take the sketch that we make. And believe me, I'm not an artist, so it doesn't have to be this perfect Picasso type of painting. But it's a little sketch on the back of a napkin or on a piece of paper, and they make it into a CAD. And then we take that and... Uh, actually 3D print it. So we have a 3D printer in-house and we make a wax model. So you really get to see the detail in the actual size and everything like that before it's done. So with engagement rings and pendants and anything we can custom make. So it really gives us full range of ability to to serve everyone. Yeah, I'm so happy you explained that process because it's so funny. Like as you were saying that, yeah. I literally took me back seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the whole process because I remember like they exactly they drew it. Then I came back in and there was like a wax model, mm-hmm. I, you know. And then you know I tried it on, and yeah. then next thing you know, there you go. There you it, go. It's yeah. there. Um, so I guess like with that said, uh, let's kind of just dive right in. I want now that we're kind of talking about your family business and what you guys do, the one thing I want people to understand is the there is obviously you guys do wedding bands and diamonds and and I mean all sorts of fine jewelry, but there is a certain month of the year that you really hyper focus on weddings. Can you explain what that month is yeah, and a little bit about it? Definitely. So March is bridal month at Baxter's and bridal month is really focused on all things bridal, hence the name. But uh, we typically have a variety of trunk shows, we have different vendors, tons of raffles, um, discounted pricing on all things. So it's really a great time if you're not sure what you want to come and try things on because we have such an expanded selection of things to choose from and is the best pricing on wedding bands all year. Um, I mean, we are very value priced throughout the entire year, but during this time, you know, weddings are expensive. We want to give people an opportunity to get their dream ring at a price that they can afford. So having all those extra options and the raffles people love. So um, we work with like Pronzi Catering. I mean, we've done different photographers, different, uh, just everything that we can imagine, uh, hair salons, you know, all those kinds of things that come into a wedding um, because it's it's very full circle. So March is bridal month and we will be having it again this year. We're very excited because it got cut short with COVID last year. Um, so this year we'll be back and better than ever. So for those listeners out there, what we'll have is the show notes and we'll have a link on the show notes to Baxter's social media pages. So I'm sure that, you know, mark your calendars around March, start following them. Definitely. And, and then, you know, I, I personally have taken part and been there as a client and also a vendor. So it's a really fun month for yeah. those who are listening. It's, it's a lot of fun. 
Cool. All right. So before we get into a ton of questions I have for you, because I, I'm just going to bombard you with Good. questions because it's exciting. Let's just give a quick little background for people about um, the four C's. Just yeah. a quick quick synopsis of it for people who are thinking about getting engaged. Yeah. So the four C's are solely for like loose diamonds and they kind of apply to finished jewelry too. But when you think of them, it's around loose. So you have your cut, color, clarity, and carat weight. Most of the time people think of carat weight first because they think, oh, I want a one carat, I want a two carat, whatever that number is. Um, but carat actually comes in everywhere in between. You can have a 1.37, you can have a 0.96, everything in between. Um, color is your presence or absence of yellow in your stone. So D is uh, the highest color that you can go and it goes all the way down to Z. Um, so as you get lower in the letter, it gets a little bit warmer. So um, until J, we consider the near colorless range. So D, E, and F is colorless, and then G, H, I, J is near colorless. And that's typically what we see for engagement rings, um, but you can go anywhere that you want. Some people really like the warmer tones with yellow. There's no right or wrong. Clarity is presence or absence of inclusions. So inclusions are natural inside the stone. Um, they're, think of them as birthmarks. So you have your internally flawless and flawless, which are very rare. And then you go to VVS, which means very, very slightly. VS, which is very slightly. SI, and then I1, so slightly included and included. Um, but again, not good, better, best, just different. They're just rarer from one to the next. Um, and those, until you hit I1, that's when you'll see something with your eye if you're really looking for it. But um, SI all the way up to flawless, you won't notice a difference with your eye, the naked eye anyway. Under 10 times power, you'll see some differences. But it's a really nice t place to play for budget. If, you're, if you want a bigger size and aren't as focused on clarity, like it's a nice area for um, a, a big range of prices. You know, I get a little chuckle at, actually as you're saying that because you say it's not... <laughs> You can't see it with your eye. I'm so, I, I, there's something wrong with me. No. I'm so hyper-focused on it. I think it's what I do for a living. Yeah. So, like, Dan and I will sit there with our macro lens and photograph these at diamonds, you know, because like they're, they're, they're rings. We want to mm -hmm. document it. And I will literally yeah. see, like, the inclusions, yeah. you know. And, and so, therefore, I, I feel like I see it now to my naked eye. Mm -hmm. I think I really do. Well, and everybody's different. So, some people will pick those up, like, so quickly. I do. And so, we go a little higher in clarity for them. And then some people notice color right away. Right. So, then we go a little lower in clarity and higher in color. So, that's why it's not better than the rest. It's just different. Everybody wants something different out of their stone. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what it is. Not that yeah. one's better than the other. It's just, like, you and your different. Like, I know for me, when I was looking for my diamond, mm -hmm. that I was hyper focus on that C. Exactly. Because I could see that. Right. So you know? for, for you, compromising in color would make more sense because you were going to notice clarity and that was going to bother you. But having a little, maybe like a G instead of a D didn't really matter. So that's, what, and it's, it's funny because you know, I can tell you, okay, pick a GSI one, but that might not be what's right for you. So we really try to tailor each diamond presentation to what our customers are looking for. And we have a huge diamond inventory. Like, the, we own all of our diamonds. We're there to invest in what we believe in. So we have a range of everything that's going to show you uh, best value for the C's that you end up choosing. Um, but the last one before we go on to the questions is um, cut, which is the one I think everybody's a fan of because it means sparkle. So no matter what other C's you pick, everybody wants their diamond to sparkle. And um, cut goes from excellent all the way down to poor. And it's 
it's a very small difference from very good to excellent. So I wouldn't get hung up on any of the C's. I would look at the stone in person, see what it looks like to you, and if you like it, then great. But these C's are things to take into consideration of value and price and where are you comfortable and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what the diamond looks like to you because that's what you see every day, not the paperwork that comes with it. I got a question for you now that we're on the C's. Um, how often do you see women involved with picking out their diamonds considering – because, I mean, I know I was, um, maybe because I'm just visual and, and, and it's what I do. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of people aren't. But when you start to be involved, that's when you really start to learn a little bit about these. So I'm just curious, like, how often, percentage-wise, you see women involved with picking out their diamond? I, not not their, not their wedding engagement band, but their diamond. Um I would say if they're there to pick out their setting, they end up picking out the diamond as well. Because if if your partner is there with you then they most likely want you involved because they want to get it right, which a lot of times we see, you know, people coming in and they're like, I have no idea what she wants or I don't know what to pick. And so they'll bring their partner in and they come in and then they select what they want. And I just helped a couple the other day too. And, you know, they were really sweet and he just wanted to get her exactly what she wanted. And and we went through the diamonds together and she picked a couple that she was okay with. And then we had him select the final one. So there's always ways to do it where that element of surprise is still incorporated in the whole things not just picked by you because then you know what you're getting but at the same time some people like that so it's kind of like the bachelor yeah, when exactly. he comes out and he's like here's all the rings and you pick which one exactly you yeah <laughs> and the proposal is still the surprise which is what i tell people because there are way more options than there used to be now i mean literally anything you can think of we can make into an engagement ring so um it wasn't just the the six or seven that maybe our grandparents picked from and you had X, Y, and Z choices, it's it's endless. So it helps sometimes to have your partner there to ask them, you know, what do you like? Yeah, I mean, even for someone like myself who was completely involved with the entire process, yeah. ultimately I didn't know when I was going to get the exactly. ring, though. But um, you, he, he knew that you would like it right. when he proposed, you know? Exactly. And I mean, and like I said, the proposal, I mean, literally, I was, I told you, I went in, yeah. I saw the wax mod. I mean, That's I saw right. everything, yeah. but I didn't know when I was getting it. Yeah. So that was the f- surprise. Yeah. But a lot of people shop together now, mm-hmm. uh, more so than ever before, I would say. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I figured it was more so than ever before. Yeah. Um, you know, I have another question for you. So one of the things that we did for this show is that we put a, uh, and I think I'll start doing it more because a lot of people came back yeah. with questions. I put something out there yesterday saying that I'll be talking with you and what questions that people have. So one of the questions that someone had is they wanted to know a little bit about trends. Now, I understand that trends also is a personal choice, mm-hmm. but they wanted to know a little bit about what trends you've seen and where the trends are going. I kind of already have my guess in my head yeah. because, I mean, I remember when Princess Cut was super popular and then that went to the Halo yeah. and then it went to the Solitaire. And then now what I'm finding is like irregular shapes, mm-hmm. like ovals. So I'm curious, where can you go over a little bit about the trends and then where you think it's going yeah. right now? So I think, like you said, you know, trends are uh, a majority, but everybody still picks exactly what they want, and it's it's different for everyone. Um, but it's funny you mentioned princess cuts because I've actually seen more requests for princess cuts lately than in previous years. Oh, so it's coming back. Yeah, I think so. And But like you said, irregular shapes. So it used to be round is classic. Everybody wants a, you know, one carat round is what comes to mind when you think of a ring. But now we're getting more requests for longer shapes because if you look at your hand, right, so your fingers are long. You want to elongate your finger. You don't want something that makes it look shorter. And it's funny because it's like clothes. When you try one on, it looks so different than maybe what you pictured. So I really recommend trying a ring on before you deem that's the one you want, you know. 
um, but longer shapes, so oval, marquee, pear, emerald, radiant, all those things that are elongating have been very popular. Um, round is always popular. That's never going to change. But I have seen a lot of requests for ovals, and marquees are funny because they used to be popular, I would say, 25 years ago or so, that that uh, football-shaped diamond. If you mm-hmm. don't know what a marquee is, it kind of looks like a football pointed on both ends. Um, and people are, are coming back with that. Um, also, yellow gold is making a comeback. So it used to be really kind of your only choice was yellow gold or platinum, and platinum was so much more expensive that nobody really – it didn't make sense. Um, gold has skyrocketed in the last year or so, um, and platinum has stayed kind of level. So platinum is still a little bit more expensive, but not as much. So the difference becomes – you know, not huge. So people are picking yellow because sometimes they like that that trend more. It looks better on their skin tone or uh, they like the, the class of it, like whatever it is, you know. But I have seen a lot of people picking yellow gold in the fashion jewelry sector, and I think that's going to come over to engagement rings pretty soon. Um, and halos are still popular, but I think they're a preference at this point. You either love them or you don't, you know. Um, but a halo has a great purpose. It makes your center stone look about look 20% bigger. larger. Yep. Yeah. So if you have a, a budget that doesn't get you, the, say, the size you wanted or the look you wanted, a halo is a great way to get that added sparkle and uh, diameter on your hand. It's just so interesting because, like you said, it's like fashion. Yeah. I mean, look, diamonds are class, are like classic. Mm-hmm. Like they just are. Yeah. But there is trends. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like, not not everybody's going to fit in that trend. But a right. trend's a trend because it's the majority at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny because I was wondering if you were going to tell me. Yeah. That like princess cuts coming back yeah. or pear. Because I'm waiting for the pair to come back. It, it, here and there. It, it's definitely it's definitely rising up again. I would say the biggest trend I've seen right now for engagement rings, though, is very, very thin bands. So they want a, a tiny gold, platinum, whatever it is, uh, like setting. So the, the mounting is like the rest of your ring, and then your center stone is in the, in the middle. Um, everybody wants that so, so thin because they want it, you know, makes the diamond look bigger. Mm-hmm. But I would caution people with that because you can have a lot of different pros and cons to that so if one thing is that place yeah so if your center is too large which you know great everybody likes a big diamond but if your center is too big for the band it will spin on your finger a lot so your ring's going to end up upside down if that band can't support what's in the center the crown the part that holds your stone in place if that doesn't have proper structure around it your stone can come loose pretty often your prongs can bend easier things like that um the setting itself if it's not All right, so this is going to be a little bit tricky to explain, but the width of your band, so if you're looking at your hand, the width that you see is not the same as the width off your finger. So if you tip your hand and we're looking at it through the side, that height there, that height is important because that's what keeps your ring strong. So especially if you have platinum, that ring has to be a little bit thicker because platinum is softer and will bend easier. If, you know, I mean, we wear our rings all the time pretty much. So if you are going to the gym, opening car doors, like things like that where you're closing your hand, your ring can kind of oval out if that's not thick enough. So this thin band trend is fantastic. There's tons of them online. I see them all the time. Um, but we try to make them in a way that gives you the look you want but the structure you need. So it's funny you brought that up because that happened. So I have a solitaire mm-hmm. and I have a thin band. And what you guys did, yeah. and you and you educated me on yes. the CIA. I know this. <laughs> You're a professional. That, well, it's only because I went to Baxter's. That's right. Um, 
is we put a like a little bump yeah. on here. So that way, because what was happening was my ring was spinning. Right. Because the, the diamond obviously was larger mm-hmm. and for the, the band. So there, what's, what's this bump called? Like a speed bump. Speed bump. Yeah. And therefore it doesn't Yep. So turn. speed bumps, they're these little balls that we put inside the ring. And if you go anywhere else that I've seen, they put little balls inside the ring. We make a speed bump for the inside so it's comfortable because those balls, if you're doing anything, if there's two of them like on the bottom corners of your ring, they'll hurt a little bit. They're uncomfortable. So we actually like developed and casted these little bumps that are like you go over a speed bump and that's exactly what it's like and they're so comfortable. I've had one in my ring and sometimes people have a knuckle so it's really easy to make the ring fit a little bit better without having it so hard, they're they're a great invention. There, yeah, I've, I've never felt mine exactly ever. So with that said, let's kind of dive in a little bit now about you'd started to touch upon it, but it was one of the other questions that our Instagram followers asked was just to kind of go over a little bit about gold, platinum, white, yellow, rose gold mm-hmm. pros and cons. Yes. Okay, so your gold options. You've got yellow, white, and rose. So yellow and rose both require very little maintenance. So yellow gold is how it comes out of the ground naturally. So you're going to have 18, 14, and well, so in the U.S. at least, you'll see 18 and 14 carat most popular. Um, 14 carat being the most common, I would say, and then 18 carat having a pretty strong presence as well. It's very rare that you'll see like a 22 or 24 carat gold ring because they're soft and it's it, you don't really need that for your engagement ring. Um, but 14 carat and 18 carat are both great. 18 carat's going to be a little bit yellower um, in comparison to 14 carat because it's purer. Um, rose gold is going to pretty much stay the color that it is. Uh, the only thing with rose gold is that we've found rings that are made at different times can look a little bit different. And everybody's rose gold kind of has different tones to oh, it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I just I think it's been harder to match from what I've seen. Most of the time, if you have a 14-carat rose gold ring and there are diamonds in it, like the gold is close and you can kind of get it. But um, getting them from the same company, same manufacturer is kind of Maybe a big Maybe at the same deal. time, too. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. But, um, you know, if you came to us, like, and picked, just say, a Baxter's custom ring, we would make sure that we casted it at the same place that we made the wedding ring, the engagement ring that, as the wedding band, so that they matched. Um, that's what I've noticed with rose gold. And then white gold, very popular, um, is a great price point. You know, same as yellow, pretty much. You won't have a big cost difference between those two. Um, but white gold over time will start to turn yellow. So one thing with COVID especially is that everybody is using more hand sanitizer, washing your hands, being more aware of that kind of thing. So everybody's noticing their rings are turning yellow faster because rhodium, so all gold comes out of the ground yellow. If you think of a cup of coffee, right? So say that that's your gold. And then you take some cream and you pour a little bit in, it makes it a little whiter. You pour a little bit more, it makes it a little whiter. So those are kind of the alloys that go into white gold. And they used to use nickel, which would keep white gold really white. But they don't do that anymore because so many people had a reaction to it. So some people who have gotten their rings redone are like, oh, my ring never turned yellow before. Well, it didn't. It had nickel, and now it doesn't. So it's a little bit different. But regardless, your ring will it will turn yellow no matter what. And it's different for everybody how long that takes. Sometimes it's six months. Sometimes it's a year. Depends what you do. 
I always say anybody in the the health field, like nurses, doctors, things like that, should go platinum because they're constantly rings, washing their yeah, hands. their rings are going to turn yellow way faster than say yours or mine. White gold, you can turn it back white. So once it starts to turn yellow, you just come in and see us. Um, we polish it, and we what we do is called rhodium finish. So we kind of dip your ring in a solution that makes that bright white come through again, um, and that's the part that's wearing off over time. So. On that note, platinum is a little bit more expensive depending on what you're looking for, but it's well worth it in the end, especially now that the price difference has come down from what it used to be. Um, platinum is a hypoallergenic metal, so if you have any sensitivities, any issues like that, it's a great choice. Um, and it will stay white. So it gets a little bit scratched easier, but those scratches can come out with a simple polishing um, and it won't turn yellow over time. It's stronger. It lasts longer. It's a little bit more durable in some senses, but it is softer. So there are definitely pros and cons to each and you have to pick the one that makes the most sense for you. Like you were saying how you noticed inclusions more than color, say. Some people, those scratches bother them way more than the yellowing. So it's really a personal preference again. And I'm going to say that a lot because it really is. And I don't want to tell someone, you know, oh, gold platinum, it's better, maybe not for you. So jewelry is very personal for everybody that picks their own things, and, and we want to make sure that we're serving them the best possible. And I also think it's really important for people who are listening that, I mean, there's a common thread of what you're talking about is that it's all personal choice, but they need to be educated to right. make sure that they make the right choice. So one of the things that you guys do with your clients mm -hmm. is you go through all the pros and the cons exactly. of each and let them pick out. I did have one of the listeners ask, for me to ask you if there's any, I know that you talked about that they could bring their ring into you mm -hmm. to clean, but is there any home remedies that you recommend that yeah. people do? So it's very easy to clean your ring at home, but the one part that we have that is very hard to get at home is the steam cleaner. And that's what really gives it like that, you know, sparkly shine. But I actually did a tutorial on our Instagram page. So if you go and find that, it's on there. Um, right when COVID happened, I was like, oh, people might want to know how to clean their rings at home. So honestly, if you get a soft bristle toothbrush and then get some warm soapy water and just like gently kind of brush your ring, that will get any of those lotions, shampoos, things like that kind of out of there and make it look nice and bright again. Um, rubbing alcohol is another one that kind of can, if there's something really stuck on your ring, that would be good to, to use. Um, and we also have like, you can get little jewelry cleaners and things like that, that will just, you can kind of let your ring sit in and soak. But honestly, a little bit of dish soap and a warm, uh, soft toothbrush and some gentle brushing will do the trick. Another little home tip that I learned off of Instagram mm -hmm. that I didn't know this, and this is kind of getting a little off topic, That's but okay. it's home tips, um, is if your ring is stuck. Windex. Yes. Windex. If you're, I mean, so I've gained a little weight. I just no, had a no. baby. The okay. ring shrunk. I always say the yes. ring shrunk, not you. <laughs> so my ring shrunk. Yes. So, Windex. Yes. I always say my big fat Greek wedding, the movie, the, mm -hmm. the dad's always like, oh, put some Windex on it. It's true because um, anytime people come in with their ring stuck, well, you know, we can cut them off if it comes to that point. But we're like, have you tried Windex? And they kind of look at us like, what? I'm like, no, really, like Windex. It's like just soapy enough. It will not hurt your ring. It's It comes right off your hand. It doesn't burn. Like there's no downside to it. You just spray a little bit on, and it's just soapy enough that sometimes it does the trick. So there you go, people listening. Windex, and then also hop on Baxter's Instagram page. Yes. Go back right around when COVID started to try yeah. to find the video about home rem remedies yes. about cleaning your ring. All right, so before we take our break, I have one more question for you. 
can we talk a little bit about men's bands? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about materials and maybe just give a quick background about the different types of bands that you're seeing out there for men? So trends for men's bands, I would definitely say, are towards darker colors, like uh, black and gray and gunmetal colors, things like that. So those metals or those colors come in certain metals, which are not what we call precious metals. So precious metals are gold and platinum for the most part, and sterling silver, if that applies. But um, these darker colors come in things like tantalum, tungsten, carbon fiber, um, all these alternative metals. Alternative metals are great for the color and sometimes the price point, but there is a downside because they cannot be sized. So if, you know, like you said, your ring shrinks or you happen to gain a little weight, you break a knuckle, something like that, the rings can't be adjusted the way we can with gold and platinum. So if you want a forever ring, something that will go, you know, through life with you up and down, size the thing, all of those things, you have to pick one that's adjustable, which would be gold or platinum. Um, Sterling silver we don't recommend because it can tarnish and things like that. So for a wedding band is not the best choice. Um, But as far as carbon fiber, and we have a a new metal actually called tantalum, which has been very popular. It's kind of like a a light gray kind of color. It's not as harsh as the black, but it's not as bright as the silver So uh, or white gold. So there's a lot of in-betweens there. But I would say that the darker rings have definitely shown some popularity for men. But when we tell them that, they're like, oh, I didn't realize it can't be sized. And they take a look at platinum, actually. Because I would say satin finish is what we see the most requested by uh, our customers. And platinum over time, as it scratches a little bit easier, actually enhances that finish. So it ends up being like a nice, duller men's band because they don't want the, like the way that we want sparkle, they tend to not pick that. But um, like I said, every guy is different. So I've seen, you know, we sold custom diamond men's bands. We've sold and played gold ones. Um, But I see that men typically like a little bit of something different, like high polished edges, satin finish center, something a little bit different in color. Um, Sometimes it goes with their watch. Sometimes they don't wear any jewelry. It's really very dependent on the kind of person they are. I got another question for you going back to women's bands. How often should they check their bands for loose diamonds? So we recommend at least every six months um, because, you know, that's enough to, if you're pretty gentle on your stuff, to just kind of get it checked periodically. I say when the seasons change, so like when you're noticing you're changing your wardrobe, things like that, just come in and have your rings checked. Um, If you happen to whack it or drop it or something like that, that's a unique instance where I would come in and get it inspected. But minimum, I would say every six months or so. And if that does nothing else, at least it's clean, you know? So, um, but we inspect everything before we clean it so we'll always tell you if something's chipped or broken or loose um, and we can repair it for you too in-house and that's also to another bonus of working with a local fine jeweler because you can go in not only get it clean but get it checked yeah and, and you'll let us know yeah and that's not only for things purchased with us so you can bring any jewelry that you have in and we'll, we'll happily do that so before we take our break, I know I keep talking about we have to take okay. a break. So before we take our break, um, I did want to ask you one question. This is for a dear friend of mine who's been who I told well, I, I told her I'd ask you this question. So if you're listening, you know who this is for. She wants to know. She said that she's always wondered if she should add a spacer between her diamond ring and her wedding ring. So that way it reduces the likelihood for her diamonds to rub together. Um, So can you answer that question for her? Yeah. So um, depending on the setting of your 
stones on your engagement ring and wedding band, there can be a couple answers. Um, so first off, I would say that, you know, if you're concerned about the rubbing, like so when your rings spin next to each other, that's what's going to make them, you know, loosen or chip and things like that. Having that spacer is kind of going to do the same thing because it's just a different ring to rub against, not necessarily a better ring. So the easiest solution if you're concerned about that rubbing back and forth is to fuse your rings together, which I know we did to your ring too. So um, it kind of just makes everything stay right where it is and there's no risk that those stones are going to rub against each other and be chipping each other. If your setting does not have like an overhang like that, then a spacer is great or you can just leave the rings the way they are. But I think it's really dependent on how your diamonds are set in the other bands. Yeah, so exactly like you said, that you guys soldered mine together because I have what they call a two-prong diamonds where the diamonds touch. Yeah. So ultimately, my wedding band, my engagement band, would be rubbing together and chipping off the diamonds. Exactly. So mine is soldered, but you can't even tell. No, you can't tell. And honestly, some people get bothered when, like, one spins and the other doesn't. So they're always lined up. You know what I mean? So soldering is a great benefit. Um, just to make your set look the way it does, like, all the time. I also, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I wanted an infinity ring, like, diamonds all around. You guys educated me that that's probably not the best thing, especially when you use your hands a lot. So, like, I have, like, what's it called, two-thirds, where the diamonds go all the way around, but then stop right Mm -hmm. underneath my... Uh, yeah, fingers. like like three fourths of the way around. Yes, three, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Two thirds, same thing. Um, but so eternity bands are great. Everybody loves them because when they spin, you don't notice. And it's funny because so if you're wearing them all the time, it's not the same stones on the bottom constantly. So you're not if you are using your hands a lot, you're not hitting exactly the same one every time. So they're fine. The only downside to those, kind of like the men's bands, is I can't size them. So if you are the type of person who is maybe having children or your body fluctuates a or lot. The- ring from, shrinks. Yes, it does. The ring does shrink. <laughs> or even even from summer to winter. Like there is, you know, so many reasons why our hands might be more swollen than the day before. And if your body fluctuates at all and your ring's feeling too tight, we actually have to remake the ring and add some stones or take away some stones. So that little spacer bar on the bottom of your ring just allows us like maybe a half a size of capability to kind of go up or down a little bit. So that flexibility is nice. All right, my friend, with that said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. All right. Welcome back, podcast friends. So we're going to get right into a little bit about gifts. So if you are listening for someone that you know that's getting married or you're getting married, this is going to be the part of the segment where we're going to go over wedding gifts, what to get him, what to get her, anniversary gifts, milestone gifts. But before we get into that, I want to ask one more question that one of the listeners wanted to know. She was a little bit curious about the prongs. If yellow prongs would make your stone look yellow? Yeah, great question. So uh, in short, no, it will not. But um, actually, we recommend that if you have a warmer stone, so I would say maybe, well, it it could really be anything, but I would say below J, so like KLM, something like that. 
um, yellow prongs can actually help your stone. So it will make everything feel more uh, brighter. So if you have a warmer stone and you wanted yellow gold, then keeping the prongs yellow is a great way to go. Um, if you have a higher color stone and want yellow gold, sometimes we recommend that the prongs be white. So I like two-tone with platinum and yellow because, as we talked about before, that white gold will turn yellow over time. So I think the platinum wears really well with the, white, uh, with the yellow gold in a two-tone setting. So you could do platinum prongs on a yellow gold band and get the, kind of the benefit of the color of your stone being whiter. It will, that platinum will bring out the whiteness, but you don't want it to contrast. So if you have a warmer stone, setting it in white will actually make it feel yellower than yellow, you know. So you kind of want to match the, the color to the prongs. Makes total sense. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And then wedding bands, it's not as important. So it's really just for that larger center um, because you're going to see color more. If you have smaller stones, like typical uh, band quality would be like GH, which kind of matches above and below. So you don't have to worry about that too much. But we can, like, custom make a band with different uh colors to match your center if there's a different category you want to be in. So what about flush settings? Yeah, so flush settings, um, so we call it like flush fit. So basically that means that where your crown, so the part that holds your center stone meets the band, allows for a wedding band to sit up flush against it. Um, some people like the curved bands, but not everybody wants to have to have one. So for the men or the ladies out there who are buying the engagement ring, if you get a flush fitting setting, then your partner, when they go to pick a wedding band, has a much easier time. They don't have to have a curve or a gap in between their wedding band and their engagement ring. They can just uh, pick any band that they want. If they want to have a curve, then it's fine, but they don't have to have one. So I definitely recommend, when possible, getting a flush fitting setting, which is a majority of what we sell because having the options for the wedding bands just makes it that much more fun and easy to shop. I would think so. That's yes. a good little tip. Yes, there you go. All right, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about wedding day gifts. Very nice. I had the ple pleasure of always seeing so many fabulous wedding day gifts yes. because obviously I'm there and they're opening them up. So let's talk about them. Let's mm -hmm. give them. Let's give the listeners some ideas, some trends, things that you've been seeing. Definitely. Let's throw it out for men and women. That's right. So sometimes people don't even realize that this is a thing, but on that special day, you want something to remember the day by. So um, for men, we recommend watches most of the time because you can engrave something nice on the back. Uh, it may be, you know, a very special, nice watch that he might wear on more occasions, or if he's a watch guy, then he might wear it all the time. But regardless, he'll always remember when he got that watch and what it was for. Um, so we carry Breitling watches, and now actually we just got IWC watches, which we're very excited about. So um, there's a huge variety of watches to choose from in our store that in all price points and styles and, and things, we have Bell & Ross, Raymond Weil, like just a bunch of different men's watches that can really make the occasion feel special. Um, Plus, like, you know, even if he wears an Apple Watch, I see people say that all the time, like, oh, he wears an Apple Watch. There's something about having that special watch. It's so funny you say that because, so I obviously got into the trend and started wearing Apple Watches. Yeah. But you know what? Recently, I took off my Apple Watch mm. and I've been wearing my really nice watch. Yeah. And I just love it. And there's just something about it. And yep. honestly, I haven't put the Apple Watch back on. I'm so connected 24-7. Yep. I still keep my phone on me that I just put that Apple Watch aside. There's something about the fine mm -hmm. jewelry, just that that piece. It's just, it's just nice. Well, I think <laughs> for men, too, like, they don't have as many things that they can choose from as women for jewelry. Um, like, you know, we have earrings, necklace, bracelet, pendant, all these kinds of different things. Um, but men pretty much have, like, 
their band, maybe a bracelet if they like that, a chain and a watch. So it's essentially like the main ones that we see. Um, so I think a watch is a, a fantastic wedding day present. Um, other things I've seen, sometimes personalized cufflinks for like the nicer shirts that he might wear. Um, occasional tie clips, not so much, but um, that's definitely a unique gift. Um, I've done dog tags with, you know, a parent signature engraved who may have passed or things like that, like very sentimental gifts. Um, and we can do all kinds of things with that. We can take handwriting and make it into an engraving and put it on pretty much anything. Um, and then I've also seen uh, chains. So, like, if he wears a chain all the time, getting him an upgraded, nicer chain. If he doesn't wear a chain, getting him something with a unique pendant on it or things like that. So, um, watches, I would say, is most popular. And then after that, it gets into, like, personalized about him type of gifts. You know, you just – my – my brain just went into yeah. another direction, and I got to make sure my husband doesn't listen to this episode yeah. until after Christmas. I'm going to come in and see you because you just talked about like the dog tag yeah. that you could do with um, like a signature from the fa- mm-hmm. uh, like a family member. I have been sitting here, so my husband's birthday is. Um, a week before Christmas. So okay. I have to come up with a really nice Christmas gift yeah. and a really nice birthday gift. And I've been trying to figure out what to get him. I think I came up with an idea. Yeah. I'm going to, what if, can I take like my little girl's like handwriting and say like, I love you daddy yep. and make something Absolutely. for him with that. Ooh, yeah. I'm coming in to see you. Yep. And it's so funny because one of my friends and I were, we were talking about things to do for, um, the holiday gifts, that's what we're going to do. But she actually, I'm going to ask this question for her. So this is for you, my friend, and you know who you are. She is looking for um, like a like a statement piece, another band. She's at a milestone for yeah. her marriage at a certain year mark, and she wants to be treated with another third band. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, stackable bands. Yeah. Like, um, she was kind of thinking – Maybe something unique. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen? What's some trends yeah. out there? Well, so wedding day gifts for ladies tend to oh, be. Oh, sorry. Yes. Well, no, but so that's okay because it kind of goes into each other. So diamond studs are a huge popular one because they can wear those, you know, all the time. Because you want something that isn't is special, but that you can also wear again. Because you if you only wear it once a year, well, what does that do for you? You want to be able to get your use out of it. So um, diamond studs are huge, and tennis bracelets, I would say, are the most popular because they're very classic. For the women. And no matter what her dress looks like, they go with the dress so if you try to buy um, a bride a necklace you don't know necessarily what her neckline looks like so if you want her to wear it on the day of or something like that then studs or a bracelet are a great way to go because no matter what her dress looks like most of the time it will go um, also, too, for those men that, out there that are listening, maybe when you're shopping for that engagement yeah. ring or the band, maybe you can have her peruse the... We have wish lists. So yes. she can come in and he can come in and you can pick out exactly what you want, put it on the wish list, maybe a couple options. Because she knows her neckline. Exactly. She knows her neckline. That's right. And he knows what watch he likes. So um, if you come in, you can put it on a wish list and just even tell your spouse, like, okay, it's it's there. There are a couple options. Pick the one you like and I'm happy with any of them. And it kind of makes the shopping easy. And that's good for... you know any holiday but especially wedding days when that surprise is a little bit more important Um, but as you mentioned so milestone anniversary so I would think you know one year five year ten year fifteen and and so on are kind of the big ones that we see and every anniversary is important but when you're looking for that special gift to really commemorate the anniversary um, for a band so stackable bands is another trend that we've definitely seen so some brides start off with two twin bands or just a different kind of asymmetrical stack um, but for a 
anniversary band, you can add it to your stack or go with a right hand ring. So we have bands that are, you know, big enough, hefty enough that they stand alone really nicely. So I've seen some people go for a second ring to kind of add to their overall look rather than compete with their engagement ring if you want a bigger look. If you just want something to add to your stack, a twin band is a great idea. So something that already matches so you know it won't compete. It will just kind of complement what you already have. Or just go totally crazy and get something completely different. And I am a big fan of the asymmetrical. So having your engagement ring with two very different bands beneath it or having um, two-tone, get one yellow, one white, have one princess cut, well, maybe not princess cut, but have one, I don't know, emerald cut band going east-west and have an oval band. Like you can do all kinds of different fancy shapes and stones. I've been and eyeing like the that. emerald cut bands. I been, love emerald I, cut I, bands. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, my birthday's in May, so yep. I like emerald, but I've been eyeing the emerald cut, and I actually told her, like, I sent her a picture so of, like, because I see a lot of bands yeah. come through, and I sent her a picture of it. I, you know what? So maybe for those listeners out there, if you are somebody that's looking for something for a milestone piece, just come in and yeah. speak with you guys because you guys can do custom pieces. Yep. Well, and everybody wants something different too because it has to be practical for your everyday life because you want to wear it and enjoy it. So I would say that most of the time we see people get larger right-hand rings or something fun to add to their existing stack. I love it. So what other ideas, trends, and tips out there have you thought about or seen that's happening for people who are looking because one of the things that you guys do is you pretty much you start with the couple getting married and then you continue on with them for milestones and then also too you're hopefully you'll get in their their children and uh, and going on and moving forward so what other trends and tips can you for any fine jewelry pieces Mm -hmm. out there for our listeners yeah so as i said in the beginning you know my my grandparents started this business so they've helped people who are closer to their age my dad helped their kids now i'm helping their kids so it's really a generational business and you know we only have one location it's a very tight-knit group we have all like we're not all directly family but it's like a family there Um, we're all very close and it's a it's a great environment to be a part of so our main focus is always comfortable trusting relationships which is why people bring their children to come there they're like oh even even people who live out of state like they've their parents have been like no you have to go to Baxter's to get the ring (laughs) or the son will ask the dad and he's like yeah but you have to go to Baxter's to get the ring so it's really funny we love seeing that and you know we love that jewelry becomes a part of the life so um, yeah, you're right. We see people get engaged. We see them come back for the bands. And then before you know it, we see them come back for a mother's gift because they just had a baby. And it's like, that's so exciting and fulfilling for us because we get to be a part of it. Um, push presents. Push presents, yes. So when you're having a baby, um, you know, that baby comes out and that's a great excuse for a twin band or a right hand ring. Uh, but my, when my sister was born, my mom got a, a three stone right hand ring. Um, people always want the twin band. That's a great addition because now there's usually usually three of you with the first baby, you know, so three rings, three people, it's kind of makes sense. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. Birthstone jewelry is very popular still, um, but that is a little tricky to pre-plan depending on your due date because you don't want to pick the birthstone if the baby could be born in one or the other month, you know. Right. Um, but you, but it's a nice gift for a Mother's Day gift afterwards. Fantastic gift. Or gifts, birthday. Yes. I mean, you talk about push presents. You want to know what I got for my push present? Yeah. I have had three kids. You want to know what I just got for my last one? Yeah. A nice machine. <laughs> The practical things in life, yeah, but you I, know? But, but I didn't want that. Yeah. I mean, that was, who 
that's an ice machine. That's, yeah. That was him. Yeah. Like, and it's, but I mean, it's a nice ice machine. It's like the hospital ice machine. Right. But I literally. We're talking looked, different kind of ice here, though. I, you know, I, like, we want you. some. Yeah. <laughs> that, thank you. I was about to pull that around. I'm like, hey, go. listen, people, if you're a listeners, don't get your wife an ice machine. Go get her, get her some diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, an, you know, like, we can do, we have lockets. You can put a picture of the baby. We have little baby feet charms you can engrave. I mean, there's so many gifts, and we can help you with all of those ideas. If you just come in and you say, I don't know what to get. Like, here's my event. Here's what's happening in my life that I need a gift for. Like, we have these ideas to give you. So how about planning ahead, though? How long do pieces take to come in? So average for ordering or custom making something, I would say, is about four to six weeks. And right now, with COVID and everything, I would err on the side of caution and always order early. So I'm really glad this podcast is coming out, um, you know, early November because we're encouraging people to shop for Christmas holiday Mm. now. Because if you want to order anything, it takes me at least four weeks, if not longer, to get it, which basically puts us at Christmas. Okay, so I'm coming in to see you this week about yes. my idea for this Christmas. Yes, because definitely worth it. So really, realistically, if someone's looking for something for Christmas, they need to start coming in the next two to three weeks. They should, because the other part of that, too, is even if it's not something custom-made, um, it's hard for us to replenish our inventory at this point. So a lot of what we have in store is the most part what we're going to have for holiday. We might get a couple other things in closer to Christmas, but the best selection is now so coming into shop you can put it on layaway you can put a little money down on it leave it till christmas if you just want to get a head start um but you'll have the most selection to choose from now you know what that's something we haven't talked about yeah is financing mm-hmm. so um obviously you'll have a piece for everybody's budget because you can work with right people's budgets and there's all custom but let's talk a little bit about financing Absolutely. what do you what options of payment do you have for people so like i said we're all about comfortable trusting relationships so we're not a commission-based store which is kind of unique in the jewelry industry so it doesn't matter what your budget is when you come in we want to get you something that fulfills what you're looking for it doesn't matter the price tag um, so if you come in, we have layaway as one option. So you can put a little bit of money down on whatever item you're choosing. The percentages can vary, but you let us know what's comfortable for you and we'll make sure it works. Um, and then you can pay a little bit at a time towards when you want to pick it up, or you can just leave it all till the end and pay it up when you want to pick it up. It's really flexible as far as the layaway goes. You just kind of have to talk to us and figure out the, the best situation. Um, but we do have financing as well. So um, we have a credit card option in the store that you can apply for. And, you know, it's 12 months interest free for anything over $1,000 that you finance and you have to get approved. Um, and we do that in store with you while you're there. But that's a great tool for someone who wants to kind of spread those payments out a little bit but needs the item sooner. Um, so you're welcome to apply for that and you can use it. It's only for Baxter's. So it's uh, through Synchrony Financial, which like Jordan's does it and like other places too. Um, but the credit cards are individual to the stores. So, but people have come in and like put the engagement ring on the financing and then put the wedding bands on it. And then you get a fresh 12 months every time you make a purchase. So, um, it spreads it out really nicely. That's great to know. Yeah. So before we get into the wrap-up question, I got a quick question for you. What about people who have, like, um, inherited stones, mm. some maybe some pieces, like gold pieces or whatnot, that they don't really love? Yeah. But what can they do with that? That's just sitting in their jewelry box. Yeah. The worst thing to do is have jewelry you're not wearing because what good is it doing in your jewelry box, you know? So we can take something old and turn it into something brand new. Um, so whether – there's different levels to that. So if you want to take some stones and make it into a new piece of jewelry and just maybe – I don't know, say you have a yellow gold band, you want it white, that's an easy, you know, we make a new setting just like that, reset it. If you've got earrings, a necklace, a bracelet, some colored stones, all these different varieties, we can work up a bunch of different designs that offer you 
options. So we can try to put them all in one. You can make four or five different things. You can make a one a necklace. There's levels of customization that we can go to to make anything possible. One of the listeners asked a question. They wanted to know that they were previously married, mm-hmm. um, so they have their bands yeah. from their previous wedding, but they're, it's nothing that they're going to be give to their children because they, they did not have children with at that wedding. Yeah. Oh, sorry, at that marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of sitting in a safe. Yeah. So what's what what can they do with those bands? So some people will choose to sell them, which is an option that you you know people are comfortable with because they may not want those rings anymore. But diamonds work the best when you reset them because you never get the full value if you try to sell it because we don't sell estate jewelry because you get the wear and tear of the rings as well. So like as prongs wear down, like we don't want to sell you a ring that has worn prongs just because it just we don't want to give that to you so we reset the stones into something else or something like that so if someone came in with those or melt the gold into something else yeah so we can't use gold in a direct like i can't melt your ring and make another ring because there's not enough by the time i get pure gold and redo it and things like that Gotcha. so but we give you credit for it so we would give you credit for the gold towards the custom and we can turn the stones into anything so like turning um just say you had two wedding bands and you wanted to make a pair of cluster earrings like that's a great use for them and then they don't feel like wedding bands anymore. Eventually you forget that they even were wedding bands. So it's a great way to, you know, if the sentiment is there and maybe it's someone who passed, it's a great way to get the memory without having to wear the ring. Um, people do pass it on to children and we can make that, those into totally different things, pendants for wedding days. I mean, a bunch of different stuff. So it's very dependent on on why the marriage wasn't, you know, why it didn't work, because people choose to do different things with the rings um, and we're there to help through all of it. All right. Well, that said, it's time for our wrap-up question. I can't believe I know. I can't <laughs> believe we're already here. I could sit here and talk about jewelry all day long. I do. I do talk about it all day. <laughs> you know what we need to do is we'll have you back on our show. Anytime. Maybe we should have you back on our show around March. Yeah. You'd probably be really busy, but maybe we should because, time. because it's going to be wedding month. That's right. Yes. And spring is huge for weddings, so happy to. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to circle back on that one. Okay. All right, so for our wrap-up question, what are some key points that our listeners should know to be sure that they are buying and working with the right place for them and a quality jeweler? So, great question. So I would say the three main things that come to mind are being comfortable, making sure there's value in what you're purchasing, and that your sales associate is trying to educate you with what they're selling you. So, I mean, being comfortable comes down to a few things. You know, like, are you comfortable spending your money here? Is this something that you're happy with? Would you come back to us for the next thing that you need? Is this a place that you're happy shopping that you would send your kids to, things like that? And that's our main focus in store. And you'll see from our reviews online and things like that that that's what we strive for. And I think it comes across, you know, with with our sales associates. Um, Value in what you're purchasing. So everything is different. As we've talked about many times in this podcast, like there's no right or wrong with jewelry. It really is what works best for you. And what works best for one person is very different from the next. And I love seeing that because no two engagement rings are the same. Every time we sell them wedding bands, I mean, anything that you can think of, what one person values is different than the next. So making sure that you feel that your money is getting you the best thing that you can, that you're looking for, I think is important. Um, whether it's diamond studs, a silver bracelet, or an engagement ring, it goes, you know, all always. Um, and then education. So um, I always tell my customers too that if 
even if you're not buying something, if you have a question, if you have, a, you know, that you need something answered, just reach out to me because I'm here as a resource just as much as I am a sales associate. So um, we are not just here to sell you something. Like I said, we don't work on commission. So it's our job to educate you as a consumer on the, you know, do's and don'ts of engagement rings, pros and cons of things, um, because a lot of it is online now. So people are going on and they're getting educated on their own. But sometimes, like any industry, I would say there are things that can be deceiving, things you may not realize. Lab-grown are one thing, which I'll just touch on, is that lab-grown diamonds are entering the market now, and we've had a lot of requests, and there is a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of things that can confuse you and guide you to the wrong way and make it seem like you're getting a really good deal, but you might not be. So those are the kinds of things that like we're happy to just help you through, and hopefully it ends up in a purchase and you're happy choosing us, you know. but if it doesn't, we're here as a tool for you just as much as a jewelry store. Um, so if those three things are all checked off, you feel comfortable, you feel there's value, and you feel like you've been educated on what you're purchasing to the level you want to be, then there's no reason you shouldn't shop there again. And I'm a walking testimonial for you all. <laughs> I, I mean, I really believe in quality of service. Yeah. It's just a huge, huge component of success, I think, in my business. It's just quality of yes. service. And I can tell you, there's a reason why I went with you all. I know many jewelers, and mm-hmm. there's a reason why. So yeah. with that said, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Mm. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Baxter's Jewelry, 200 Jefferson Boulevard in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, We are actually in the process of expanding, so if you come soon, you might see a big chain fence, and that will be gone eventually. But uh, we're growing, and we're excited to grow with our customers. And... um, just continue the generational service that we've been providing. So uh, I'm excited to meet some of you. Let us know if you heard the podcast when you come in. I would love to meet you. And if you have any questions at all, Sarah has my contact information. I'm sure it will be linked in the podcast too, but um, we're here to help. Yeah, and so for our listeners, we'll actually have all of Baxter's information on our episode and our show notes, which they can find on our blog and our website page at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. Perfect. I'm so excited to meet everyone. We'll see you back in March. Yes, I'll be here. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.